Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. All right, so what we're going to do right now is talk a little bit about what God has done in 2023. We're not bringing all of our directors up. As Pastor Steve said, they are represented in the back of the church, and we do want you to take a minute today. Uh, I'm going to get us out early. And uh, everybody's laughing if you're new to the church because that's a joke. Amen. So, no, we let the Holy Spirit have his way in our church. Amen. And so sometimes we may worship the whole service. Sometimes we may preach the whole service. Well, that would be cool. And... Uh, but we let the Lord do whatever he's going to do. Why up? However you got here today, whether you've been coming here for years or this is your first time, this message that I'm going to share with us is for our local church, but it's for everybody this year. And I want you to get a hold of it. I want you to know that you're not here by accident, that God knows that you are here and he has a word for you today. And so um, we're going to get to it right over in Zechariah chapter 4. And if you got an outline, if you, uh, you're going to need it today. If you did not get an outline when you walked in today, we don't do these every week, but we are today. Just lift your hand if you need an outline. You did not get one. Raise your hand. If not, there's, there might be a QR code but uh, on the screen. You can do it digitally. Those of you that are at home, this is an important outline because it's for the year. So you can go to Sermon Notes on our website and scroll down and click on Sermon Notes. And today is Vision Sunday, and it's the Year of the Spirit. And so you're going to need that today because it's going to be your notes and what you're believing God for in your life in 2024. So before we read Zechariah 4, um, just want to tell you last year we began to focus on prayer and, and, and we implemented prayer in every area of our ministry. Let me just say when the year is over, it's not like we quit praying, okay? We, we always are going to continue to, to do these things and and implement just like this year is the year of the spirit so prayer because we prayed so much and begin the beginning of every ministry and the beginning of every event look what the lord has done we had 65 go through our growth track 65 amen that's amazing 65 people that's our on-ramp that uh, for people that come to church and they're like you know i want to know more about this church i want to know their core values i want to know their beliefs you know, this is also the pathway to membership, if you even desire that, because some of the ministries we do ask that you become a member. Uh, if you are in a, in a position where you're teaching the word and in a leadership role, we absolutely want to make sure we're on the same page. The Bible says that, you know, know them that labor among you. Amen. So we do this for growth track, and we do ask for membership for those that are going to go to that next level and, and things like that. But growth track is our on-ramp for people that want to know more about the church, and, and 65 went through. That was so amazing. Uh, we had almost 20 get water baptized. I think that number was more, but we got almost 20 that got water baptized. We had 28 kids and youth go to summer camp last year. We as a church gave 20 scholarships away. So very few churches will give money to help to pay for kids this way. We did 20 of them. Uh, you did 20 of them. We did 20 of them. Amen. So it's amazing. We had 50 men. Come on, fellas. 50 men go to the men's conference uh, last year. Yeah, Amen. This year, if I say this year, this year, if you are a man, you need to be there April 19th and 20, and we got a table in the back, and Brother Gary and Frank will tackle you if you pass by there, guys, and don't stop. No, I want you to stop by at that table. You can register today for this conference in April. It's two days. We go to Brightmore. They put on an amazing 
uh, conference for all of our churches in the area, and we go to that, and it's life-changing. Then we have a follow-up small group from that, and it was just amazing. 50 guys went last year. Uh, as Felicia and Lindsay said, 21 kids got saved in our River Kids. They, they said yes to Jesus. Those kids also raised $921 last year in BGMC. 921 change, that's what they raised to support missionaries. Uh, the stream, as I mentioned earlier, we gave $12,000 to faith-based nonprofits. $12, so listen, we don't just have a coffee shop to say, hey, we got a coffee shop. You can go to Starbucks or Tim Hortons for that. We have everything we do at this church has a purpose, and that purpose is for missions. If it's not focused on missions, let some other church do it. We are in the winning souls and building the kingdom of God. Everything we do, that's what we do. We are the church. So... When you buy a coffee, when you buy a tea, when you stop in that cafe, all the proceeds goes to a nonprofit, faith-based, local in our community nonprofit. So I just want you to know that, amen. And plus, there's an awesome strawberry chocolate chip drink today that they just kicked off. Are you kidding me? Yeah, amen. So it all goes to missions and nonprofits. And so, amen. So many other things. Uh, this doesn't include all the numbers we saw and people were impacted in our outreaches. We put on a first responders lunch uh, every year, free to our first responders. And we had from 48111, so we got three communities out here, right? Van Buren, Belleville, and Sumter Township all came and we was able to minister to them free of charge. Foster care ministry, uh, which we are partnered with uh, local Wayne County foster agencies to help with them. They call us. We've been able to help with families this year. Our Harvest Fest, where we saw hundreds uh, come onto the property and, and heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. On and on and on. So, And we're believing for more in 24. Amen, as Pastor Steve was saying. So uh, this is also one of the best financial years we had. We had somebody, and I'm, I'm very transparent with this, what we do, but we had somebody give us a, a $200,000 uh, check, over $200,000, $207,000 they've left for our church. And we were able to use that money. Uh, I mean, just stop and think about it. Someone that loved what God is doing and believed in what God was doing so much at this church that they gave that kind of money to this church. I know some of you are like, man, I wish they gave me that money, but you know what? <laughs> you know what I thought of is how amazing that must be to be able to give that money. Amen. I mean, this is like Derek Carr, the quarterback of the Ra Raiders, when he announced that he tied off that NFL check. People were shocked. But these are regular people that said, you know what? I love and believe what God is doing in that church and gave us a check of $207,000. That's amazing. So we used that money, 100000 of it, went and fixed this whole brand-new gym floor and screens and all the stuff that you see, and the other 100000 we put on the loan. Amen. We're going to pay this building off. We've got an annual business meeting coming up, and you're going to see we can pay this building off in three years. So that's just amazing, and, and I tell you, that's very humbling to know that somebody is believing in that church, in our church, so much to do that. Um, it's only God can do that. We got some new ministries I do want to mention that are at the back table. Celebrate Recovery. Uh, my wife kicked that off, and it's just in an infant stage. But yeah, come on Monday nights, you need to come to that. Hope Not Handcuffs. We already had the meeting last week. We also have a prison ministry that we are launching, that we are teaming up with Milan Prison to come in and be mentors and ministering to inmates. And we have one that's already been through the training, uh, Sister Carol, 
Are you here, Sister Carol Presley? If you're here, will you just stand up real quick? I know she's, she's in the back with the pink. Awesome woman of God right there. Retired police officer. Amen. She's already been through the training and started the ministries, ready to go. We're ready for others that, that have. You got to have a, you got to believe in second chances if, 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 if this is for you. Ask yourself if you're that kind of person. If so, we need you. Milan Prison, we need you. And so I'm excited about that. And so all those other ministries are back there. And we also are going to have an awesome revival. Mark your calendars right now. This is on Pentecost Sunday weekend. We do a three-day revival called Empowered by the Spirit. And we're going to be having Cornell Jordan with us. And he's oh, it's a man of God on fire for the Lord. Just sent me a text this morning with a scripture. He had no idea, but the scripture that I'm preaching today was in that. But that's May 17th, 18th, and 19th. You want to make sure you're here Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning on Pentecost Sunday. And it's going to be an awesome time. We also got some missions trips lined up, one for sure in July. And it's going to be a domestic one. Uh, down to Florida. You're going to be hearing more about that coming up. So you can stop by the tables and all that is in, in back there ready to go. How many's ready for the word today? Amen. All right. Come on. Stand to your feet with me. Open your Bibles over to Zechariah. And I just want to get the ball rolling on this today, on this message in uh, Zechariah chapter 4. God gave me this. So every, every year toward the end of the year, I begin to folk pray and, and just get alone with God. Say, Lord, what do you want me to bring to the church? I mean, what do you want us to focus on? And so Vision Sunday is about that. Yeah, we're about making disciples. We're about preaching the gospel. We're about, you know, all people and empowering the presence of God. But having a specific focus is just powerful. You know, when we pray, we're, we're told to pray specifically. We're told to pray specifically. And so I have found the last several years we've been doing Vision Sunday, it's been amazing how God has just partnered with that. And so I said, God, what do you want us to do for this year? We're going to continue to be the church, but is there something we can focus on? And the Lord began to speak to my heart, Zechariah 4, 6. And actually our scripture for our year is chapter 4, verse 2 through 9. And I'm not going to unpack all of that now. I'm going to be doing it in several weeks uh, we are going to pause today from my other series on David's Mighty Men. We'll pick that up, and it actually ties in with this next week. But Zechariah 4, verses 2 through, no, 2 through 9 is what I want us to talk about. And the Lord whispered in my ear about the Holy Spirit, spoke to my heart that this is the year of the Holy Spirit. And, and so we're going to focus in on, on the Holy Spirit and the things of him. So chapter 4 of Zechariah. It's right in the middle of the Bible, go to the, or to the left after you get to Matthew. Not Zephaniah, but Zechariah. I want everybody to find, we don't put the, the main text on the screen for a reason. i like you to see this in your Bible. i like for you to see this on your phone or however you're doing it. And this is this word of the Lord today. The rest of the scriptures will be on the screen. But I love you using our Bibles in church. Amen? Verse 2 says, and he said to me, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream, and he said to me, what do you see? Listen, let me ask you that. What do you see for yourself and God this year? He starts with, what do you see? If, if you don't have a vision, the Bible says the people perish. The Bible actually says the people cast off restraint. In other words, you give up. If you don't have a focus, you're going to give up. If you don't see yourself in the future with some sort of a purpose, you're not going to last. That's what the Bible says. Without vision, people give up. So he asked the prophet, he says, what do you see? I'm showing you some stuff. What do you see? Where do you see yourself in five years serving the Lord? It starts with that. 
Where do you see yourself serving God? Where do you see your family? And then the man says to him, so I said, I'm looking and there is a lampstand, a solid gold and a bowl on top of it. And the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Then two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and the other at the left. So I answered and I spoke to the angel who talked with me saying, what are these, my Lord? And the angel who talked with me answered and said, don't you know what these are? And he said, no, Lord, I don't know what they are. And here's the verse. So he answered and he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Now, I know Zerubbabel, what a name, right? Zerubbabel was the governor of the Jewish people. And so the word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel, but the Bible tells us that all words are written down for us. How many know that this scripture is for you and for me? He says this to you and to me. This is the word of the Lord. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. I want you to hear that today. I want you to hear that. If you're going through something today, I want you to know it's, and you're wanting God to finish something, he's going to do it. But it's not by might, not by your might, not by your energy, not by your intellect, not by your finances, not by your education, not by anything that you have. God said, I'm going to do this my way, and it's going to be done through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Whatever he's going to do in 2024, it's too big, Pastor Eddie. What I can see and what, what I vision for this year is too big for me. Good. Because if you can do your own vision, it's not big enough. I said, if you can do your own vision, it's not big enough. Because when you do it, who's going to get the glory? You. God says, I need you to believe for greater things. I need you to believe that I'm a mountain-moving God, that I can part the Red Sea, that I can say yes when everyone else has said no, when I can make a ministry out of something in your past that you think is a failure. I am that kind of God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hello. I'm not done. There's more. Come on. And there's more. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of the temple, but his hand, oh, let me back up, let me back up. I got excited, sorry. Verse seven, who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain. And he, that's a little H, catch this. This is not God, this is Zerubbabel's part. Zerubbabel shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple and his hands, that's God, capital H, his hands shall finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Pray your blessing upon our time today. Speak to us, I pray. Give us ears and a heart to receive your word. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated today. The year of the Spirit just dive right into this today. Um, I love the shirts. We got stuff with the Holy Spirit on the back of them, which I love these shirts, by the way, because they're great conversational pieces. You're going to wear them out in public, and you're going to get asked about them. And so that's what I love about uh, these things, what we put on there. When people ask you about it, you're going to be able to hopefully take a snippet of what I'm sharing with you today and tell them that this is what you're believing for this year. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is is everything when it comes to God. I like to say it like this, you know, God did his job in six days and then he rested. Jesus came and did his job in 33 years. And when he got on the cross, what did he say? It is finished. What was finished? His job. But guess whose job it is now to come alongside you and me and to work with us every single day to perfect the will of God in our lives? It's the Holy Spirit. 
It's the Holy Spirit that does everything in our lives. He's the one that speaks to our heart. He's our healer. He's our guider, our leader, our teacher, our comforter. He's the one that enables us to live the life that God told us to live. He's the voice inside of us that is telling us, that tells us at times when we want to quit, to just keep on believing, to keep on pushing, to keep on worshiping, to keep on praying. He's that voice that tells us to keep on going even when we don't feel like it. That is the Holy Spirit. In this text, it talks about lampstands, and, and a lot of many scholars are divided on what the lampstands represent. But what is very clear is the olive trees. The olive trees in Scripture always represents olive oil, which represents what? The Holy Spirit. And I love this text starts off with showing the man, the governor, saying that God has, and the way the, the image is, if you can draw it out or picture it in your mind with the olive bowls, and it's, an, it's a never-ending supply of the olive tree producing oil into these bowls and goes right back in. It's a never-ending supply. The point is this. God has a never-ending supply of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's good. Come on, somebody. He's got a never-ending supply of the power and love of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't run dry. He's not out of the Holy Spirit when you need him. He doesn't run out and say, oh, sorry, that was last year. I'm all out. He never runs dry. He never runs out. I love what Reinhard Bunke said, and this is a, a German missionary that God called to Africa and it is said and believed that Reinhard Bunke had won more souls in Africa than anybody in the world, than anybody in the contemporary world, even Billy Graham, as much as I love Billy Graham. Reinhard Bunke, if you look his videos up, filled with the Holy Spirit and just was a, was a preaching machine to uh, Africa and the nations of the world, mainly in Africa, though. But he says without the Holy Spirit, Christianity is reduced to a religion. Let me just say it again. Without the Holy Spirit, Christianity is reduced to a Holy Spirit. So I don't know what everybody's context is. Maybe you come from a church or not a church at all, and you're, but your context is you don't know about the Holy Spirit and, and you're not familiar with him. I want you to know he is introduced to us in the second verse of Genesis. He is from Genesis to Revelation. As I said, Jesus, when he left, said, I'm going to send back the Holy Spirit, and he's going to be with you, and he's going to be in you. He's, he's been with you, but he shall be in you. And he's the one that ministers to us, and it's him that enables us and works through us to do all these things. And I know many of you in our church, and as I was putting this message together, I was thinking about many families, and uh, some of them got baptized today. I love seeing families get baptized but I know many of you are walking through some tough seasons right now. And starting this year off, you started off in a battle and you found yourself fighting all kinds of things. And I want you, and you're asking yourself, how am I going to finish this year? I can barely get through January. Thank God it's February. But I, how am I going to do this? And, and this is the word of the Lord to you God's going to finish it by the power and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Once you hear that today, that's how you're going to do it. You're going to make it by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's this whole text. So I just got two things in your outline I want you to, uh, under, to go with me with this this morning. This is what God assured Zerubbabel of. Zerubbabel, what a name. And these are also on your outline, these are two things what we are believing God for in 2024. So I took what the Lord has assured him of what his spirit was going to do. And the Lord began to speak this into my heart for our church. 
And for anybody, whether you go through growth track or whatever, listen, you attend this church, this is your church, I'm your pastor, and you're going to receive the word of God and be treated the same, and I thank God for you. Amen, this word is for you. I preach to everybody, whoever will listen, amen, in Jesus' name. So, this is for you. What are you believing God for in 2024? Based on this text, I want you to know this is what the Lord says. Number one, that God is going to finish what he started. That's what he's telling Zerubbabel. I'm going to finish what you started. Now, I'll give you a little bit of history. There's a king named Cyrus. He's a very interesting king. King Cyrus in the Bible is mentioned in Isaiah. He was actually anointed by God. He's the only non-Jew to be anointed by God in the Old Testament for a specific task. I mean, this guy was very unique. He's actually the founder of the Persian Empire, this same Cyrus here in Zechariah. He's a Persian man. Actually, uh, this, he was the founder of the Iranian nation today. So if you go all the way back with the Persians were there in the context of Scripture. The thing that Cyrus was known for is he was very sentimental and respectful of the culture and traditions of the nations he conquered. Many in his administration thought it was a weakness, but others come to learn that it was actually a strength for him to build alliances with other nations. He would conquer the nation, and that's just history of man. It's just always trying to conquer somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. It's just the way it is. You go back in our history, and that's just the way it is. And so that's the way this Persian empire was after Babylon, and then all this stuff happened. And he said that he was going to allow the Jews to go back, the Jewish people, to Jerusalem. They're, they're held captive in Babylon. This all has a point. I want you to hear this. And the King Cyrus said, I'm going to let you go. He let about 50,000 Jewish people return and rebuild the temple. They went back to the temple all excited, all excited about this new vision that they're going to have. And the Bible says they got there and they began to get tangled up. And they had some legal entanglements by the Samaritans and things like that. And, and then the Bible says that they begin to get distracted and then apathy set in and they quit building and the temple sat empty for 12 years. Progress of construction stopped for 12 years. And I don't know what is in your life that you started out with the Lord and you believed that God was going to do something amazing at one time in your life. And for some reason, you might have stopped pursuing the Lord in that area and just said, oh, well, that's not going to be me. Or it could be something in your family where you started serving the Lord together as a family. There was a time when the whole family got up and came to church and you brought your kids with you and it was an exciting day of the Lord. And now you find yourself in your 30s, 40s, 50s and above and you're the only person, maybe you and your spouse that are here today or watching online because your kids have walked away from the Lord. Well, I want to stir your hearts this morning of what the prophet came and he looked at the people that gave up and Haggai and Zechariah came and he said, thus says the Lord, God's going to finish what he started. Believe in it. Trust in me. Not by might, not by power, but by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to finish what I started. Come on. I think they're shouting louder at home this morning. Come on. I know everybody's sad the Lions didn't win that game. I know, me too. That's why I didn't wear no Lions jersey. Never again. I'm not even going to watch the Super Bowl. Psych. Yeah, I am. I'm going for the food, though, Stevie B. 
I saw this online. It said, can both teams lose? I mean, <laughs> like nobody wants these guys. Unless you're a Kansas City Chief or 49ers, congratulations. God bless you. Amen. So, want to give up. But God says, I'm going to finish what I started. This is a scripture a, a pastor texted me this morning, Philippians 1.6. Many of you have gotten this from me. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I tell so many of you this. Philippians 1, the apostle Paul writing from a prison jail cell. He was in there for good reasons. Starting a prison ministry. He was writing the New Testament as we know it today. And I love what he says, sitting in a Philippian jail, which if I had the time would just blow your mind. There's nothing like our three hops in a cot today. If you don't know what that is, that's good. And he's in this jail. He's in the worst situation. I want you to see faith. I want you to see faith. Hear faith today. Because it's easy to believe God when everything's going right. It's easy to have vision and believe that God's going to finish what he started when you're brand new. But when something has been sitting dormant for 12 years, when that healing hasn't come in 12 years, when you're still single 12 years later, when your kids haven't served the Lord in 12 years, when you haven't got dusted off the, the dust from your word and your vision boards and your plan and ministry, and you thought by now this and that would happen, and you're 12 years dry without a fresh word from the Lord. This is what the apostle says to us. Ready? Be confident. Tell your neighbor, be confident. He says, be confident of this thing, that he, capital H, Capital H, he who began a good work in you. Because it's a good work, baby. When you and your whole family were serving the Lord, that's a good work. Your vision to, to make an impact on people's lives, that's a good idea. For you to have your secular job, but yet make a way for it to impact people's lives spiritually. Whether you are a coach or an entrepreneur, that's a good thing. And you might have given up on these. A word of the Lord is today. Be confident that he who began it will complete it in Jesus' name. Got me shouting up here today. Hallelujah. Am I at the right church this morning? Did I pull in the right driveway? It's simply, guys, Pentecostal, right? You all believe in the Holy Spirit today. I know you're writing notes, but I need you to receive this today. Believe it. What dreams and what things in your family that you've almost given up. In fact, you probably don't even pray about it no more. The Lord told me to tell you today on this Vision Sunday that God's going to awaken it again. Somebody got it. I'm going to say it again. This is a spiritual side. God's going to awaken it. Bonnie, God's going to awaken it in Jesus' name. God's going to awaken it in Jesus' name because whatever he started, he's going to finish it. That's just what God, God doesn't ever just half start anything. If he feeds the multitudes, he's going to use the fragments for a purpose. God doesn't waste anything. Come on, somebody. The things in your life that thinks that you might think it makes no sense, that you were mistakes and God can't use it, those are many times the greatest things God does use. Talk about Moses for a minute. Hallelujah. Maybe a little longer than I thought. Amen. Here we go. God said to Moses, he said, Moses is one that started off with, with, it said it came into his heart to deliver God's people. And he was so full of the vision of God. And he went out and he tried to do what God called him to do without... Being trained, that's also important, amen. But he just got all passionate and went out there and he actually killed somebody. Murder. And he 
killed an Egyptian fighting with a Jewish brother, and he, you know, got into a fight. You know the story. Have you ever paid attention that when he fled for his life, that he went to the backside of the desert? Did you realize that he was back there for 40 years? Do you, let me say that again. He was for 40 years. He was back there on the backside of the desert. With, he got married. He found him a wife and had a father-in-law, Jethro, who was a man of God and, and encouraged him. But the call of God was dormant. The passion, the excitement for serving the Lord was dormant. And maybe that's you today, you know, getting excited about the Lord. And you're like, ah, I'm just, you know, trying to maintain the bills and raise the kids. And I got this and I got a, maybe a, a sick child or, or I got something going on, a car, whatever. I know we all have got problems but I want you to know something that I've learned this, that if we seek first the kingdom of God, I said if we will learn to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he said, I will add all these things to you. I know about your kid. I know about your singleness. I know about your, married, your marriage. I know about your finances. And I'm the God that can take care of all of that if you will just trust me. So Moses was just minding his own business. He settled. He settled. And it was like, this is just going the way life's going to be. And the Bible says that he was on the backside of the desert. And he was just walking, minding his own business. He looked over and he saw a bush on fire. He saw a bush on fire. He saw something that was a little different. And today, maybe you're hearing a preacher preach or you're coming to a church and it's a little different than what you're used to. It's good to be different. It's good. Sometimes, God, we get so stuck in the normal. We get so stuck in the tradition. We get so stuck. That's why I, I don't like, the, you know, normalcy all the time and just rituals, man. I like, like to change it up. Hallelujah. We need that. You coming to church? You getting bored? Try sitting in another location. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I mean, you can have that luxury now. Savage Road, you could It was like, <laughs> anyway. We've been blessed, church. Look what God has done. Look what God has done. Bless the church with that kind of money and bless the church with what he's doing, with the open door to the community like he's given us. Are we seeing what God is doing, church? Come on, help us to realize. Don't get to that place. And I say it all the time with our staff, man, and they just so bless me because they're always bragging about, look what God has done. Look what God is doing. We can never get bored or tired or look at the things God has done as being insignificant. Moses was on the backside of the desert, and that was him, man. He, he done gave up. He was like, I'm just going to be with these sheep, and he saw that bush on fire. And notice this scripture. The Bible says, and when Moses said to himself, I'm going to turn and go and see why this is burning but not consuming. Your Bible says, when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside. When the Lord saw that Moses turned aside. That's all God's looking for 2024. Somebody to say, I am willing to believe. I'm willing to turn aside this year and focus in on what you got for me. That's all, I, that's all God's looking for. When, the, when God said that, when the Bible says, when God saw that Moses turned aside, that he spoke from the bush. He didn't say, hey, Moses, Moses is going to ignore it. Oh, that's just another church service. It's just another Vision Sunday. It's just another year. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to come to church. The Lions might go this year, I guess. This is the same old life, you know, same soup, different bowl. 
God didn't go, oh, Moses, I just love you so much. Please come over here so I can bless you. Moses was like, see ya. God was like, peace out. I'm going to keep this bush burning for somebody else. I'm going to keep this bush burning for somebody else. I'm going to see if somebody else, man, the kingdom of God is like Walmart. You pull out of that parking spot, somebody's there with a blinker. Come on, somebody. Talking about, I've been praying for this parking spot. You've been complaining all the way to the car. Oh, God. Ooh, preaching, even anointed to preach Walmart parking lot. Feeling it today. And I don't even have them new gym shoes. I got my other Christmas gift on. Hallelujah. The Lord says, I got somebody else. But Moses stopped. Hear me, hear me today. Moses stopped and said, I'm going to turn aside and see why that bush is burning and not consumed. Is anybody else still hungry for the things of God? Are you still curious about the things of the Holy Spirit? Are you still hungering to go deeper in your faith? Are you wanting to know more about the Holy Spirit? Then this message is for you. If not, put it on pause, play Candy Crush, give me 20 more minutes and I'll be done. But if you're wanting to see life changing where it changes the trajectory of your family, and my dad and mom turned to the Lord in the 70s. And that's why I'm here today, because my mom and dad got a hold of God. My dad said, I'm going to turn aside and see if God still, why he's he doing that bush? Has he got something for me? And when Moses turned aside, the Lord came upon Moses and said, I've called you. Take off your shoes because you're standing on holy ground. In other words, I'm not like the rest of religions out there. I'm not the rest of the things that you're used to in the world. I am a holy God. And I say those that come to me must believe that I am God and that I am a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. I need you to take them shoes off, baby, because I don't need you to have anything between me and you. I want you to be barefoot this time. I want you to get rid of this and get rid of that if you really want to feel and experience what I got for you today. Come on, somebody shout with me. Come on, preach. Help me today. He took them. Some of y'all would be, some of you would be like, well, if it's really God, he'll send an angel to tell him, take my shoes off. Why do I got to take my shoes off? That's how some of us would be. Moses was like, God's looking for some people that are like that. Look at the people in the Bible. They immediately was down. What blows my mind is when God told Abraham to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice. Now, that's one you need to get confirmation on. Yeah. But do you know the very next, it says this, the next scripture, and then early in the morning, Abraham arose. He was like, I've been waiting on this. Come up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you know the story, you know what, you're following me. In other words, he didn't hesitate, Alon. He didn't hesitate in these three prophetic words. And four scriptures on Facebook and this person to come to you, he was like, God said it, I want it, I believe it, I'm going for it. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's point number one. Help me, Jesus. I wonder if there's any Moseses out there that some things have died and you gave up on. Is there any, if that's you, are you willing to believe that God can resurrect that? Are you willing to believe that God can resurrect this year the things you've given up on, the things the enemy has told you it can't happen? I don't care if the doctor says you can't have kids. I don't care if statistically you're in debt this high. Statistically, you're at this age and you're single. I don't care if your marriage looks like this. Can I tell you that you serve a God that's bigger than statistics? Hey, 
There's no reason a bush would burn and not be consumed because God isn't confined with our little mindsets and our little religiosity and our little what if this is the way it's always been. God isn't contained by anything. He is God and he is God all by himself. Help me preach today. That's Moses. you got to be confident. That's why Paul said, I'm in this prison cell, shackled to this guy. I don't even know him. The Philippian jails, they would, they would have you shackled with people. And he said, but he's in that jail, and he said, I'm confident. Did you hear me? I'm confident <laughs> that God's still got a plan for this mess I'm in right now. And if you've got a son or a daughter that's out there, that's not serving the Lord. I want you to know that God can bring them on fire that'll blow your mind. He can save them so much it'll blow your mind. And I'm a living testimony of that. Hallelujah. Which, by the way, is an honor. I just was asked to come and share my testimony with our sectional podcast, L3 podcast for our Michigan section. It's awesome to be, have the opportunity. I'll let you guys know about that so you can hear it and listen to it. And I know it'll bless you, especially if you've got prodigals out there. I tell my story, but not like this. This is how it all happened, and I know that God can do this. But here's the second thing God told me to tell you. Then we're going to pray. God is going to remove every obstacle that stands against the com completion of his will. Did you hear me? This is what he told Zerubbabel. This is what I'm telling you. This year, if you will believe it, God is going to remove every obstacle that stands in against his will. Remove every obstacle. Everybody say remove. remove. Someone say every. every. Every, every, every obstacle. This is when he said, this is where he began to give an assignment to Zerubbabel. And he said to Zerubbabel, this is going to be on you. The only thing I'm asking you, I'm going to do it by my spirit. It's not going to be by your strength, your energy, no, no, no. But there's one thing I need you to do. I need, you're going to put the capstone on it. You're, you're going to be a part of the process. And this is all you got to do is speak my word, grace and more grace to it. Do you hear me? This is where it's a little different from us. And this is where, you know, you, this is where it's going to cause us who may be on the outside of the things of God. You need to get in a little bit more. It, it's time to get all in with the things of God if you're not there to handle this. God said, I need you to speak grace, grace to it. I need you to speak grace. I need you to speak to this mountain. He's the one that spoke to the mountain and said, who are you, O great mountain? He said, great mountain. He said, who are you, O great mountain that stands in the way of God's will? He says, you will become a plain. You will be removed, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. You will be removed out of the way, oh, great mountain. You hear me? He said that. God, is a, he specializes in removing obstacles. Back to Moses. Moses cried the whole way. The people were like, how is God going to do it? We're against an obstacle. There's water there. God said, what's in your hand? Moses said, a stick. He said, hold it out and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he handed out what he thought was little, what he thought was insignificant. Maybe some of you think your story is insignificant. Maybe you think you don't have nothing to offer to God. I'm telling you, a little is a lot with God. If you will stand in the, in the face of God with faith and say, God, use the little of what I have. He will make something great out of it. And the water divided from side to side, and they walked through it. 
But you got to learn. Listen, you got to learn to speak to this mountain. Mark eleven twenty three, 23, New Testament. Jesus said, I tell you, whoever speaks to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Look at that. But believes those things that he says in 2024, it will be done for you. So I left those on your pages and on the notes. Two questions. I want you to write them in right now. Number one, what do you want to see God finish in 2024? And if you can't think right now, I mean, this is serious. This is this year. You might want to pause and wait till you get home and pray about it. But some of you already know you done filled them in before I started preaching. What do you want to see God finish in 2024? Maybe it's your family. You started out as a family. I don't know what it is. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. And secondly, what mountain do you need God to remove in 2024? What mountain does he need to move in 2024? I'm reminded as you're writing that in, and then we're going to pray. My dad was reminding me this the other day. He went to a revival service over 26 years ago. It was John Kilpatrick, and they were at Grand Rapids First Assembly of God. Huge church, thousands of people, and they had police out directing traffic. There was that many people that came to hear John Kilpatrick, Steve Hill, and Michael Brown, Jewish rabbi, theologian. I love Michael Brown. I mean, these guys, these guys, God used them in a mighty way for what's known as the Brownsville Revival. And in the late 90s, they were at Grand Rapids and people came from everywhere. And he had a similar illustration where he asked the people, he preached on something, but he told, he asked the people to write this down. I'll tell you how powerful this is, what I'm getting, what you just wrote down. And he asked them to write down their most important need or something. And my dad, at the time, I wasn't serving the Lord. Late 90s, I was in and out of the legal system. I was all messed up. At this time, though, God had already begun working on my life. I just wasn't ready to serve him. I just was there. But my dad wrote in that piece of paper. He wrote my name. He wrote my older brother's name, who also wasn't serving the Lord. And then my dad was an evangelist. So he made his living by preaching in churches and traveling, evangelizing. And he needed more bookings. And he said, but it's not about the bookings. He wrote revival. He was scratching names out and writing this. And he ended up having all three of them on that paper. That was in the summer of 1997. I gave my life to Jesus November the 5th, 1997. I had no idea that this happened with my dad. My older brother came to the Lord and gave his life to Jesus. And my dad was invited to come to Sheboygan, Michigan, which is at the tip of Michigan. Those that live outside of Michigan that are watching online, this is why we live in Michigan, because we can show you where we live, just like this. <laughs> Sheboygan is at the tip of the mitten. Church there that experienced hundreds of, that thing grew to hundreds of people. They were in revival for two or three years, all because they obeyed the word and had faith to write it down. It's not that it's a magic formula here. It's by faith. God just looks for faith. He looks for faith. And I'm telling you, if you believe what you just wrote down, I just read you the scripture. If you will believe that mountain will be removed. If you believe that God will finish what he started. Keep this in your Bible. Keep it in your phone. Write it. Keep it somewhere where you can see it. And I want you for the rest of this year, every time you see it, every time you're reminded of it, you stop and you speak grace, grace to it. You speak the word of God to it. You say in the name of Jesus, Lord, and you quote that scripture in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. 
You hear me today? This is how it's going to happen. And you put your hand out, especially when you feel like God's not going to do it or whatever. That's when you, that's what he told us. Remember, I need you to speak grace and more grace to it. I'm going to do the work, but I need you to believe in me. I need you to trust in me. This is how this is going to work. And you watch God answer these prayers by the end of this year. How many is going to believe it? It can happen. These are testimonies that's going to happen in this room. I want you to stand with me as a worship team comes. I want to make sure I give some time for everyone to fellowship and hang out at the tables back there. But I do want to pray over these, what you wrote down today. Why don't you put your hand on that, on that paper right now in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hand on that paper right now. If you filled it out or you're waiting till you get home, I don't care. Put your hand on that paper right now. This is serious, man. Lord, I have obeyed you today. I've spoken the words you've given me. And you left the story of this man called Zerubbabel, Lord, and the rebuilding of the temple and the way you did it and that promise for us today. And we, Lord, know that it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, you're going to finish what you started. You're going to finish what you started in the families that are represented today. Just one or two maybe are here when they represent a whole tribe that once followed you. You're going to finish it. We believe it today. We believe it, whatever it is. Ministry aspirations and callings. Some used to be so on fire, would go on mission trips and be in the Word and be get up in the morning and read their Scripture. They had fast and loud, Lord, people have drifted. But God, I pray you finish what you started this year. And Father, for the mountains that are in the way, oh God, they're big mountains as they were in Zerubbabel's day. But Lord, you told us to speak your word. And God, let us stand with the fire of the Holy Spirit and with the faith of God. And look at that mountain today and say in the name of Jesus, you will be removed. Come on, won't you begin to pray over that right now? Pray over that paper. Pray over it right now. The names, the vision, the dreams. Come on, pray, pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we agree together right now. This year, we're going to see it. Come on, this year is going to happen. This year is going to happen. In Jesus' name, we believe it. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit. That's how he's going to do it. By the Spirit of the Lord, he's going to finish what he started. By the Spirit of the Lord, he's going to remove those mountains. And we're going to praise you for it in Jesus' name. Now I want us to just lift our hands and praise him. And we're going to sing this one song and just praise him. We're going to be done. You're going to be out of here in Jesus' name. But I want us to just give him praise for what he's going to do right now. Can you lift your hands and sing as this worship team? Come on. Jesus.
Not by power, but by, says the Lord, we believe that you're going to do this today as you said it. We believe it today. We speak grace and more grace in the name of Jesus that you will do it today. And we pray this, and I pray a blessing over your people today. God, that you would continue to cause your face to shine upon us, God, as we go in and go out this week, Lord. You'll bring us in contact with people that need to be rescued, Lord. Use us, oh God, to rescue people, Lord, as we bring your light into this dark world. And I bless your people. I thank you for this church, God. And I pray you go with us for the rest of this week. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give me praise today if you believe that. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people, and you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.